Run the Army's race in person at the Pentagon. Army 10-Miler general registration is now open. Go to Army10Miler.com to register today. General registration presented by General Dynamics. Register today at Army10Miler.com. Please stand clear of the doors. Hey, guys, we're on the monorail. I'm, I can't wait to go check out the aerial ride over at Magic Kingdom. Hey, look over there. Is that aerial? It's like a, there's like a short aerial over there with a beard. No, guys, it's me. My costume still fits. Welcome to episode 129 of the Diz His Podcast. I'm Joe. I'm Alex. I'm Jen. I'm Chris. Today we will be giving the His on Ariel. So today we were actually supposed to have a former Disney princess on the show today. And she was unable to make it. She's not feeling well and she has, you know, uh, she has some kids. So she mm-hmm. uh, is was unable to make it. But we're actually going to be doing a virtual spotlight with her uh, probably here in a couple of weeks. So look out for that on our YouTube page. Uh, but what do you guys think about Ariel, um, Alex? She is okie dokie. <laughs> she has red hair like you. I do not have red hair. I have a red beard. It's way different. Dude, hold on. You don't have red. You don't have red hair. I have right? strawberry brunette hair. Strawberry brunette. Strawberry Just, brunette. That's right. Okay. Go ahead, Jen. What do you think about Ariel? Well, you know she's my favorite princess. She's your favorite princess out of all the princesses. Ariel is your favorite. Listen. She is at the, like the peak of like, I'm at the, I'm almost on the downswing of being like a Disney kid, 1989. And then this movie came out and I had stars in my eyes. So yeah, she's my favorite. Okay. And how about you, Chris? Well, I was Ariel for Halloween one year. So if you want to do the interview with me sometime through the episode, that would be fine. (laughs) I could fill in really well. But uh, Ariel, I think, I think she'd be my favorite princess because I don't know. I think she's one of the coolest ones. And she's got some of the best songs, too. I'd I'd like you to take a moment and try to find some photo documentation of your time as Ariel, please. Oh, I will do that. No problem. (laughs) He he, he was dressed up as Mickey Mouse. I was. Yeah. Do you know, like, those terrible Mickey Mouses that you see, like, at birthday parties, like the backyard birthday parties? (laughs) Or Times Square. Yes, exactly. Hollywood Boulevard. We found the company that was uh, that was worse than those and went ahead and bought costumes for that. You actually had to look out of the mouth wasn't even the eyes and you couldn't really see anything so there's a lot of accidents a lot of lawsuits but it was a fun it was a fun job for a few months jen did you see the pictures of chris's mickey mouse i did not oh i'm actually surprised he can talk about it i thought maybe he would still be in litigation for that uh, time period Uh, my nda expired last year (laughs) (laughs) so ariel you know i agree with jen uh she's not my favorite disney princess but she i think she does have some of the best songs for sure Chris said he's going to sing one for us. I would, yeah. Patreon exclusive, though. <laughs> so before we kind of get into the history, I just want to welcome our new patron, Samantha. She joined um, for the month of December. If you are thinking about becoming a patron and joining our show, we are going to be donating the money for all new patrons to give kids the world. Actually, on next week's episode, we are going to have Steven again back on from Give Kids the World. And he is going to give us some more updates of what's going on on 
with Give Kids the World, and he is going to be giving some more information because they're all over the world. They're not only just in Florida. I mean, they branch out, and they're all over the United States. They're all over the world, and they have things set up that you're able to go out and volunteer for Give Kids the World, and it's a really great program. Um, so going to look out for that. If you are wanting, we're actually going to do a full episode streaming. Hopefully, I can get my internet connection a little bit better because, you know, Alex's kid was messing with all my wires. <laughs> Um, just joking. I'm just joking. But it's we're not. gonna stream a, a full episode. I'm gonna stream a full episode, or we're gonna stream a full episode in December. Okay, guys. So if you're interested in joining and watching our stream live every Wednesday, go ahead and join our Patreon. Uh, and hopefully we'll do this again in December. We'll do a whole full episode. And we'll have lots of fun. All right. So the aerial rubric. We received our character rubric from our Patreon Adam, who's written it up for us, which is very thankful for it because we cannot yeah. think of this stuff ourselves. No. Um, so I'm going to go down the rubric and you guys tell me what you will mark it as. So we have, how well does the character fill their role? How well is she present herself as a mermaid princess? You could say, or a, a mute human. So three being they are standard apply all the type two. They are the best of their job. Two is they do pretty good. One is, you know, they're okay, I guess. And zero is they don't fit the mold they're trying to fit. Well, I feel like she set the standard. Oh, so, so Jen, what do you think? You say three? Um, well, you didn't have to go directly to me. I just, I mean, yes. you, you spoke. So. We'll go three. Three. Joe? I'm going to do a three. Chris? If you say anything less than three, Alex, I'm going to have to hear an explanation. Dude, is there any other mermaid that you can think of? Like she feels like the. I mean, she only has mermaid, like eight like, sisters. She is. But, you know. When you think a mermaid, you think of Ariel. Chris, three or two? Three. 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 I'll do three, a three. three I'll do a three. <laughs> yeah, because he's afraid of Chris. I'm not afraid of Chris. <laughs> I'll pick him up like a suitcase. You can catch me. You're giant. <laughs> How timeless is the character? So, you know, she was put out there in the 90s. It's 2020. How well does she fit in this timeline? So she stands the test of time. Uh, she kind of like seems like she's not, you know, here. She's dated where like she's a while ago and doesn't fit anything. Uh, should be updated. What do you think, Jen? She um, definitely stands the test of time. Okay. Joe? I think she does stand the test of time. And the reason why is because I think she's very relatable to a, like a teenage girl. She makes a lot of like, you know, Quick off the cuff, like bad decisions. decisions. Yeah, not, not, not like bad, but like, you know, just like anyone that like a teenager would make. Right. And they learn from their mistakes. So I definitely think that uh, she does. I'll give her a three. How about you, Chris? Yeah, three for me. She can. Um, she's still everywhere at Disney on T-shirts, on magic bands. People still love her. I yeah, definitely a three. Yeah. Being a mermaid kind of helps because, you know, she's not wearing any clothes that have to do with time wise. I mean, it's mm -hmm. set in, a, you know, 1800s, but. That's not a big deal. And you're right. She's everywhere. So she's not going away. I don't think she'll ever whittle down to being a very unknown princess. So definitely stands the test, test of time, I'd say. How much do you love this character? Mm. You know, is she is she almost like a family member? You love her so much. You love seeing her. Is that what Adam park? wrote? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. I, you love seeing them on screen and in the parks. You don't hate them or no. Get that princess out of here. What do you think, Jen? She's not a relative. But you love her like a relative. I don't know about that. I like the movie. I mean, <laughs> she's 
I don't want to sit at Thanksgiving. Like when you watch, are you like you like she's almost like another daughter to you? No, <laughs> I have enough of that sass. Thank you. So she gets a two for that. Okay, Joe. Oh, uh, she gets a two. Come, I, okay. I mean, she's all right, Chris? but I wouldn't want her like hanging around. Yeah, I think I like the movie more than I like her because, like, if I see her at the parks, the people with the real faces freak me out a little bit. Had a very awkward encounter with wait, the wait, Star the real Wars faces? character once. You mean actual yeah. people? Yeah. Yeah, the real people freak me out. Um, I think it's because I'm, I'm a millennial and just the so social awkwardness just seeps through. <laughs> but like, I had a really awkward encounter with Star Lord where he's trying to like sell me on the fact that he was actually Star Lord. So like, I would never confront Ariel in, in person. So I, but she's cool. Um, so I give her a two. Okay, you give her a two. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna give her a one. Of course. I don't hate her, but you know, I'm not gonna go my way to go meet her or watch her movie. Yeah. And magic point. Does she give you Disney joy when you think about her? Jen. I'm going to agree with Chris. It's more the movie, not the princess. Yeah. So no yeah, magic point. No. I agree. So no magic no. point for you? No magic point for no. Joe? No. No magic point for me. I agree. No no 100%. Point. It's no more the point. movie yeah. than the princess. I'm no tallying, for me, dog. I'm tallying this. <laughs> <laughs> so when Alex is tallying, uh, let me just say, when you when you think of The Little Mermaid, what song do you first think of? I, I think of Under the Sea. This. I Me think of too, Under the man. Sea. Yeah, not a part so of your world. Oh, I think yeah. a part of your world. Oh, really? You know what? I actually, oh. I actually first thing came to mind was Kiss the Girl. Oh. Interesting. Yeah. Um, and yeah. And Adam actually did it first in chat. I know I have the scores as well, but he did say it. So we got Jen for an eight, Joe for an eight, Chris for an eight, and I myself have a seven. If I was not I'd using say that, yeah. If I wasn't using rubric, I probably wouldn't have said six. Six. Eight I is would, fair I, for I, me. I, I think I would have. I think I would have scored her a little bit lower. I think maybe I scored her a little bit too high in some of my uh, my rate rubric ratings. I think eight, I think it would be like a seven point eight to an eight point two for me for Ariel. Because I think it's I feel fair. like she. I feel like she's so connected with the movie. You know. Yeah. Well, she is the main I, character. Uh, trying to think of a better princess than her, though. I can't really think of a better princess than her. Oh, I can think of many, man. Belle's my favorite princess. She's too smart. <laughs> Intimidates me. <laughs> I, I could never have a wow. conversation with her. Is your <laughs> is your new wife listening? No, she left five minutes ago. That's why I said that. No, she um I could never have a conversation with Belle because she would just uh made me feel stupid. Because I don't read a book. I don't know how to read. I'm illiterate. I'm not, not. I true. just don't like to read. So I say that. So anyway. <laughs> I can't name a better princess than Ariel. I don't I don't I wouldn't put Belle there. I don't know. I, I like Ariel, Jasmine? but I give her name. Jasmine's Jasmine? a great pr princess, even nah, though she's... she she doesn't want to be a princess. Man, I don't like her. I don't know. We're gonna do a, maybe we should do a whole princess episode, break down the princesses. I, I think a that's bracket. a good idea. That Ooh, can, March that can Madness be bracket. Oh, maybe every idea. week in March, we can do a bracket with our Patreon members of like princesses, princes, uh, mm -hmm. rides, stuff like that. That'd be yeah, fun. that's a good idea. Hey guys, want to hear something cool? Do you want to be part of the Goof Troop? Our Goof Troop is the best and a way to help support the show. You get access to our wonderful giveaways, Discord, which is fantastic, and you can join for only $2 a month. In our Discord chat, you can interact with the hosts and some of our great members. There are Disney-themed games in our chat, streams from the park, we have a special Spotify playlist, and overall just have a lot of fun. You also get access to our live shows, which can sometimes be a little crazy. Once again, help support the show for as low as $2 a month and join the Goof Troop. Just go to dizhiz.com and on the top, there is a link. Look at this stuff, isn't it neat? Wouldn't you think my collection's complete? Wouldn't you think I'm the girl? The girl who Let's get to the his on Ariel. I've got gadgets and gizmos. 
clothes are plenty. I've got who's it's and what's it's galore. You want thingamabobs? I got 20. But who cares? No big deal. I want more. Ariel is a Disney princess who debuted in the 1989 animated film The Little Mermaid. Walt Disney Pictures' 28th film was a quick success, earning $84 million at the box office during its initial release. Ariel is a Disney icon and is loved all over the world for her bubbly personality and wonder. Her songs have become iconic Disney melodies, and she has appeared in multiple movies, television shows, comics, video games, and musicals. I wouldn't so, call her bubbly. Really? Oh, I think she's bubbles. bubbly. Yeah, she's willful. She's what? A willful. Willful. I mean, she's a waffle. Yeah, I, I haven't heard that term. No, willful. Willful. I think she's bubbly. Wait until wait until you have a teenage daughter, there, Alex. <laughs> she's You'll definitely. See what I, think I, mean. she's, I think she's more than one thing. Like Tara's in chat. She's saying she's spunky, right? I think she's bubbly. Because she's just like want to experience the world. So when you're wanting to experience your, like, she's just uh, always thinks everything's wonderful. You don't think she's bubbly at all? There's, so there's this point. Okay. You know how you had your point with the goofy movie where you turn from being on um, Max's side to like being on Goof's side? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the same thing applies with this movie. At one point, you turn from being pro aerial to, hey, listen, you little brat running off, doing your own thing, not listening mm. to your parents, running off with some random guy. That's true. <laughs> Writing I find myself, text, your body can't cash. Yeah. Doing... I find myself siding with Ursula as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there is a point in your life where you make that turn. Yeah, I guess so. You, you become Keen Triton? A little bit. Oh, totally missed that one. Hey, so, you know, I know we're going to get into like Jody Benson, you know, doing the voice for Ariel. Uh, for you who don't know, she's going to be a candlelight this year. She's going to be a candlelight December 2nd through the 4th. Nice. Uh, I bet, I think candlelight's all sold out though. I'm it pretty is. sure it is. Yeah. Well, the dining, that. yeah, the dining packages are. Mm-hmm. So if you are wanting to go, you have to go wait in line for like all day. Or you can just keep checking because they do have cancellations. Yeah, wait, sh- isn't that the one, isn't that at Epcot when they read the thing? Yeah. The story of well, Christmas. It's, out, it's outside. You can just watch it from outside. You could watch it from outside. Yeah, I saw Cal Ripken Jr. do it. I could say I was at Cal Ripken Jr., so I didn't know you had to pay for it. I was just standing, just hanging out, like eating a cheeseburger, listening to Cal Ripken Jr. No charge. Well, it's it has to do with, it doesn't cost to go into it, but what they started doing probably, I don't know, eight or nine years ago is they started doing a dining package where you oh. were given priority access if you did one of their specific dining. Um, at first, it was just... Um, it was just like a one dinner kind of thing. And then you got into one show, but they've expanded it. Now you can eat lunch or dinner. There's probably a dozen restaurants, though it is scaled back this year um, from what they had in 2019. And you get a tag at the end of your meal and you put it on your shirt. And then that gives you that priority access guaranteed seating, which is always something that depending on the popularity of the guest narrator, you may or may not be guaranteed. Um, I remember one year, it was the year of um, the movie, The Passion of the Christ, and Jim Caviezel um, 
who played Jesus in that movie was the uh, celebrity narrator and you couldn't get near the place. Wow. It was mobbed. So I think that one of the things that came out of that was this um, dining package. Oh, that's pretty cool. That's correct. Go ahead. I was going to say, it's pretty cool that that's where this all came about from that. Well, and we've seen Jody Benson. I don't know if you realize that, but we have. I haven't. Are you sure? Yeah, I've never seen her. I'm pretty sure. We've I, seen I, her. I'm maybe you have. I definitely have it. Oh, okay. I have. I've seen. I've seen like Neil Patrick. What's so funny, Alex? So, so with the dying package, you can just be like, oh, before Christ or after Christ. So before Christ, you <laughs> you couldn't you couldn't get in. After Christ, you could do diamond package. <laughs> That's very funny. Ariel was based on the character created by Hans Christian Andersen from the story The Little Mermaid, which debuted in 1837. The story of Ariel in his book was a lot different than the Disney movie that we have seen. In the original story, Ariel never gets Prince Eric to fall in love with her. The witch grants Ariel's wish to be a human, but cuts out her tongue. She is instructed that if Prince Eric marries another woman, Ariel would die the next day. Eric cares for Ariel. But because she is mute, he doesn't fall in love with her and instead falls for another woman who he plans on marrying. Because of this, she was instructed by her sister to stab Prince Eric with a magical sword in order to turn back into a mermaid. In the story, humans go to heaven and mermaids do not. However, thanks to her selflessness and not killing Eric to regain her tail, she joins the Daughters of the Air. She has to spend 300 years spreading warmth, light, and happiness, and they can be allowed into heaven. Walt Disney had first considered using The Little Mermaid for a film in the 1930s, but it wasn't until 1980 that The Little Mermaid would go into production, becoming the first Disney princess film since 1959's Sleeping Beauty. When it came to developing Disney's Little Mermaid, Ariel got the classic Disney overhaul. Ron Clements, who was responsible for co-directing as well as writing the film, felt that the original story was too tragic, so rewrote her character to the bubbly Ariel that we all have come to love. Sorry, I said bubbly again. <laughs> Hans Christian Andersen's stories are very, very dark. They are. And I, listen, if I was Hans Christian Andersen, I'd be kind of upset that like, Disney's taking all my stuff, wouldn't you? Well, he's dead, I'm sure. So, Well, I know, that? but I mean, sure, I'm sure there's like... Fa- so Walt Disney's dead. Can I take all of his ideas? Well, yeah. I'm just saying he probably wasn't upset because he's deceased. Well, I'm sure he has family. Don't you think his family would be kind of upset that everyone's taking his ideas? Yeah, but, you know, you can't, uh, what is it? You can't, um. I'm pretty sure it was such word? a long time ago that all, like, there was no, you know, legalities, I guess, or rights right. with all this stuff. Right, so, open, I don't know what it's called. So one issue I have with Ariel the movie is because, you know, Eric falls in love with this girl who doesn't talk. So, like, I understand. So it's pretty much showing, like, Eric is only attracted to her because she's pretty, right? You're saying it's unrealistic? It's not unrealistic. I'm just saying it's showing that if you're a girl and you're pretty, you don't have to talk to have a boy interested in you, you know? But this other one, is the original story, is saying Prince Eric couldn't talk to her. Therefore, he moved on and finds someone else more attractive because he actually had conversations with them. Didn't she save his life? Yes. He he wasn't sure who that was. Remember, he was like halfway passed out. He was he saw a figure, but he wasn't he didn't know who it was. It was the voice that he the voice that she doesn't have. Right. But again, she fell in love with him for no reason, too. Yeah. Yeah. Very right? shallow. She's very, a very shallow. She is a so teenager. You, so this, this is getting a little creepy now. So this grown man is now 
person yes. like a teenager that he's never heard talk. That's right. Maybe this oh, one's more no. messed up than the Hans Christian Andersen one. Oh no! How I think Hans was the, canceled. This oh. justifies Hans. Wait, I think, but we don't know. Hold on, we don't know how old Eric is. Oh, we're we just going to say we can for just the do record, a Google search 17. and find out. Yeah, we can get to do quick, quick Google search. He's forty-five. Oh my god! No, I'm just kidding. What is his? What is his last name? I'm just going to say, how old is Eric? How old is Prince Eric? Ah, Prince Eric. What might it says here? It he's seventeen. And Little Mermaid, he's eighteen. Oh man, so that's a uh, that's legal in some states. Do we know what state this took place in? <laughs> Was there consent from the parents? I don't think so. Not Teen Titans. Yeah, actually, Titan. there is at the end. At the end, there is consent. Oh, Denmark. so after it's been taking place in Denmark. All right. Yeah, and Ariel was 16. Oh. So two years different. It's not a big deal. Well, we have to diz his legal team on this. <laughs> so how old do you have deal. to be to marry in Denmark? You have to be 18. Uh-oh. So. Well, it when was were... out in the water. Wait, international waters, man. Oh, international, international waters. waters. How? Yeah. And did you take in count her mermaid age? Ooh. Oh. Is that like dog oh, years? Oh, I don't know. Point. Yeah, it could be. It's a good point. Maybe she's like 37. All right. So the international waters <laughs> law is non-existent she's oh, old we have, we have a scandal on our hands guys <laughs> yeah there we go tara, tara said a good point it's 1800s 16 is pretty old no it's oh, true you should be married with like that's three true. kids at that point that's right yeah hmm. is it really in 1800s the original yeah. story was 1837 okay good point disney hired jody benson to voice ariel because they felt that it was important to have the singing voice match the speaking voice Animator Glenn Keane, who has worked on films such as Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, and Tangled, was given creative control on the appearance of Ariel. He looked to actress Alyssa Milano and model comedian Sherry Stoner to design her looks as well as physical mannerisms. Sherry Stoner performed live-action sequences for the animators, much like Alice in Wonderland 30 years prior. Ariel debuted when The Little Mermaid was released in 1989 and then quickly made a return to TV screens in 1992 during The Little Mermaid TV series. This was a prequel to the movie and aired from 1992 to 1994. Over the span of 31 episodes, viewers got to follow alongside Ariel as she went on adventures with her friends and family. The show was able to expand on relationships that Ariel had with other characters in the movie, such as her and her father. It also showed how she met characters like Flounder and Scuttle for the first time. A cool Easter egg in the show is when she comes across Hans Christian Andersen while he is traveling underwater in a very old submarine. Some of the episodes were even musicals, which led to the 1992 album Splash Hits. After her TV series, she returned in Little Mermaid 2 Returned to the Sea, where she takes sort of a background role to her daughter, Melody. The last time we see Ariel featured in her own movie is in 2008, when the movie The Little Mermaid Ariel's Beginning is released. This movie focused on young Ariel, along with her mother, father, and sisters. So we kind of get into here... A couple of things that we, other things that we see Ariel in, right? Why do you, do you think the reason why those were not as popular is because, you know, back in the day, you go straight to VHS, right? When things go straight to VHS, does the, does that, uh, the overall production quality, is it, is it the same? No, I don't think so. Mm. Like, why is it not as popular? Why was like The Little Mermaid 2 or, you know, some of the other things that she did, you know, why was it not as popular as the movie? Is it, was it because, you know, the Little Mermaid movie was like, you know, starting to, was during that time where Disney animation movies were kind of like, you know, really popular? Like, why were her, the straight to VHS stuff, why was it not as popular? Why do you guys think? Well, I think because, uh, well, first of all, I love the second one. Uh, I did have it on VHS. 
didn't i never knew there was a show but it's probably because i was dead i wasn't alive yet when i came out so i don't remember when that aired at all you were dead dead. just non-existent so um but the uh i don't know i kind of view the straight to vhs as kind of like a yard sale movie when so like during a yard sale you don't really need to advertise for the yard sale because people are already driving around your neighborhood maybe put a couple signs up in your neighborhood and people come in but you compare a yard sale to like a, 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 a Target or a Walmart. Target or Walmart has to put commercial on the TV and the movie theaters, this or that. So like when you're advertising for a, the like an origin movie or whatever, you really need to get the word out there because people don't know who Ariel is. People don't know what the Little Mermaid is. Maybe they do and need to be reminded of it. And um, so you, you see that all in movie theaters and, and, you know, every other commercial with the straight to DVD or straight to VHS. I remember seeing those commercials on like in the beginning of other VHSs and that's yeah. kind of how they advertise. So they didn't really need to advertise that much because they're not marketing the people who don't know who the little mermaid is anymore. They're just marketing the people who like the little mermaid. So they're going to make money regardless. Uh, so I don't think that they just, I don't, I think they cut the spending on the uh, advertising so they can just make the money on the sales. Yeah. I think you're exactly right. Sense. But it's never, I, I don't think they're not, they're not nearly as good as the original though. Well, it's hard to that's make a good sequel why. just in general. It's hard to capture the same exact, you know, magic that comes with the first movie. And just in general, it's hard. So they also aren't even trying to. But I think that people can argue that point with the Star Wars movies. People can argue that point with Frozen. I think now, like I think for my opinion, it's Frozen 2 is better than Frozen 1. I think a lot of people would go ahead and say that, right? Right. So what is the change of with all that? Like why are schools now seem to be more uh the quality's better than sequels back in like in the 90s they're going to the movie theaters so they're they have to be better quality probably the amount it's a return on investment so you know the little mermaid did fairly well you know but we're talking about a different era as far as movies and things Mm -hmm. like that you know yes the movie came out yes there's you know i can remember a handful of toys and things like that there wasn't that fervor that there was for frozen where everybody is just absolutely clamoring for something anything and so when you have you know the suits the powers that be are looking at all of this collectively saying okay we've done this amount in ticket sales you know merchandise is flying off the shelves you know there's a this huge demand for these people in the park I mean, when the um, when the sisters were at when they in, debuted in Norway, I think the wait was like three hours to wow. see them. Yeah, and so crazy. all of that combined makes you go, hmm, it's probably a sure thing that we can go ahead and put a sequel in the theater. Let's give it a bigger budget. Yeah, that's true. It's all I data. That. I don't really I'm trying to think like they don't really do straight to uh, well, you also well, actually the straight to VHS and straight to DVD has gone is now transformed into straight to streaming services. Right. And, yeah. Yeah. Disney Plus. yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, we see a lot of that still today. Um, now it's hard to say what will go in the movies and what will go to streaming services because the last two years was kind of a, a, a bad sample size because of COVID. So we don't really know if like what well, didn't soul just go right to streaming service. I think it was Soul yeah. or, um, yeah. yeah, so it's like movies like that, we're going to have to, like, it's it's not really, uh, I don't know, the the originals can be put on straight to streaming services now, but I guess we'll see in the coming years if they do the same thing, because there's, you know, with the lower COVID numbers, but it'll be interesting to see. And they're, they're, they are doing a lot of straight to streaming services for the, um, for continuations of origin stories like Cars and um, even Princess and the Frog. And I think it's mm-hmm. a good thing, because, um, yeah. 
Yeah. So could we get more? And just like the origin story of, uh, or just like the TV series of the little mermaid, when you got to see the, uh, the meaning of the characters and stuff, I think it's anytime you can add depth to a character is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Ariel's first appearance at the parks was on a float at Walt Disney world in 1989. She sat on the front of the float in the Disney character parade, flopping her tail. Ariel has since become an iconic fixture at the parks. She can be seen in human form, usually in a pink or teal dress, but Ariel in mermaid form is the fan favorite. She's appeared in multitude of floats throughout the years. She can even be found all over Disney property in statue form. Look for her playing the guitar at the All-Star Music Resort by the Piano Pool. You can find another statue of her in the Beach Club Villa's courtyard. If you want to find the biggest sculpture of Ariel, head over to the Art and Animation Resort, where you can find her in Little Mermaid-themed section, hanging out with Flounder. In 1989, The Little Mermaid became a Broadway play, running until 2009. Ariel would glide around the stage on Healy's footwear, with her tail floating behind her. In 2013, Tokyo debuted their own Little Mermaid Broadway show, with Ariel swimming around the stage, suspended by wires. In 2019, ABC aired a musical television special with a live audience. Clips from the 1989 film were used, along with live performances with Ali'i Cavallo performing as Ariel. Dizzy has announced the upcoming live-action adaptation set to release in 2023. Lin-Manuel Miranda will help co-write new songs for the remake. It will be directed by Rob Marshall and star Halle Bailey as Ariel, David Diggs as Sebastian, Aquafina as Scuttle, and Melissa McCarthy as Ursula. Interesting cast. It's very interesting because I thought it was Holly Berry this whole time because I was just saw the H and the, I just saw the H A L L and the B, and I was wondering why they cast someone so old to to play Ariel. I was like, why is Alex pronouncing Holly Berry Holly? <laughs> Makes a lot more sense. Uh, piggybacking off this all this play stuff, I just heard on the radio today that the Walnut Street Theater over in Philadelphia is playing The Little Mermaid from uh, November to January. So I think Emily and I are going to go see it. Oh, that's, oh, that's cool. cool. Yeah, it should be a fun show. Hope they have her on wires flying through the air like the one in Japan. If not, <laughs> we, we, we leave. Ask for your money back. Yes. Hey, so have you guys seen the statues over at Art of Animation? Not really. Yeah. Uh, images. Yeah, yes. but I've never been there. Oh, I have pictures I'm with sure. them. I'll send them in the Discord. I have pictures of me and Emily at the uh, at the Little Mermaid area with the doppel doppel whatever it's called doppelhanger doppelganger. What is it? Dinglehopper. Dinglehopper. Yeah. A fork. It was a and, fork. Uh, we uh, we stayed over at the Art of Animation to, at, actually in the Little Mermaid area and the statues there are just fantastic. All of them, I think. Um, and we stayed by Ursula is where pretty much like we walked out of our room and Ursula was like right there. It's a nice walk, yeah, huh? Walk, the Little Mermaid yeah. area. <laughs> oh, that, that, someone in chat, we were talking. I, must, I wasn't sure who I was. Oh, with Scott. I was talking about it with Scott from No New Friends. Is that we, he was saying that um, you were in the chat, Chris. Which resort was he saying was the bit, the largest was um, Port Orleans Riverside? Yes. That was like yeah. the largest like resort on Disney property, right? And I yep. was like, really? I was like, Art of Animation is like massive. And so is, you know, Old Key West is like really big and Saratoga Springs. I was like, that resort is bigger than those other ones. He said that's the that's the biggest resort on property is um, Riverside and Port Orleans Resort. At the end of the day, after a full day of walking at the parks, you too will think that staying in the Little Mermaid room at Art of Animation is the biggest uh, hotel on property. Not that is the furthest <laughs> walk. Not anymore, though, because now they have the Skyliners. Yeah, we'll never step foot on one of those death traps, Joe. <laughs> oh, my. It is pretty scary. Terrifying. Ariel has appeared in a large number of stage shows around the world. In 1992, then-MGM Studios opened Voyage of the Little Mermaid, a live-action show featuring puppets, a large screen, bubbles, and lasers. 
1996, Disneyland and Magic Kingdom revealed Ariel's Grotto, a meet-and-greet locale. In 2001, Tokyo Disney Sea opened with Mermaid Lagoon, a Little Mermaid-themed land. This land had Little Mermaid-themed attractions, shops, entertainment, like the stage show Under the Sea. There, Ariel, unlike the Hollywood Studios version, didn't sit on a rock but swim around being suspended on wires. Under the Sea was updated in 2014 and reopened as King Triton's Concert. In Mickey's PhilharMagic, Ariel interacts with Donald Duck during the Little Mermaid scene. In 2011, Disney California Adventure debuted The Little Mermaid, Ariel's Undersea Adventure, a dark ride attraction. The next year, Magic Kingdom debuted their own, named Under the Sea, Journey of the Little Mermaid. Also in 2012, Disney's Art of Animation Resort opened, which has a Little Mermaid-themed section. I do enjoy the ride. And we oh, actually, the ride's great. Yeah, and we actually did History on the Ride, episode 52. Uh, we need to go back and do the rubric on that one. Yeah. Like we were mentioning before, uh, the, the podcast that we need to do, we can do a whole episode on rubrics. What did, what did you send us, Adam? What is that in chat? It's like a weird, uh, like a weird file name. Is it an image? It's a virus. Don't to... open it. That's a worm virus. <laughs> I, I, oh, I it downloaded. It. <laughs> the worm virus. Oh, it's it's a it's a picture of um. Oh, my computer is crashing. No, yeah, it's, it's a picture of Ariel. Yeah. in the uh, Tokyo show. Very cool. Look at that uh, hair. Wow, it sets the expectations high for Walnut Street Theater, which is presumably a children's show. I think so. I should just prepare myself to be disappointed and to be uh, you're talking the whole time. The uh, the show that you were talking about, though, Alex, <laughs> in the most recent history about the, the voyage of the Little Mermaid. I love that show. It's a great show to get out, get off your feet and get out of the heat. And um, the lasers, very yes. outdated and very green, but yeah. still very cool. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that show gone now, though? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think so. you know, I was watching a video on Ariel and they said it was gone, but. You know, Wikipedia is amazing, but Wikipedia does not have it listed as closed. So I wasn't I sure. I feel like it's like an unofficial closure. I wonder what they'll put there. Maybe maybe the Little Mermaid 2. I, mean, I think they waited the grace period of, uh, <laughs> of time to put the Ariel 2 just, in there. Uh, maybe they'll just update it. Or they'll change it into Star Wars theme since it's in the Star Wars area now. Uh, that's right. I don't know. We'll see. It'll be interesting, though. I like the show, though. I like that big Ursula puppet, which I will be bidding on if it does close permanently. Yeah, good luck with great, that. Great piece for my house. Or you can just um, track that dude down in prison that stole the other guy and see if he can uh, do you a solid. Oh, it's true. Guy. I'm sure Adam can track him down for me. He looks like the type. Quick fire, quick facts. Let's go. Ariel has appeared in multiple Disney television series. In 2001, she was on Disney's House of Mouse in human and mermaid form. In 2013, she appeared on Sophia the First, where Jodie Benson reprised her role. Disneyland Park Paris, Hong Kong Disneyland, and Tokyo Disney Sea almost received clones of the Little Mermaid Dark Ride at Magic Kingdom and Disney's California Adventure Park. On ABC's Once Upon a Time, Joanna Garcia portrayed Ariel. Ariel appeared in various video games based on her film, NES, Game Boy, and Sega. She even appeared in the Kingdom Hearts series. Not long after The Little Mermaid debuted, Jim Henson filmed two episodes for a live-action show named Little Mermaid's Island, where Ariel, portrayed by Mariette De Prima, would interact with various puppet creatures. On the Disney Wonder, there is an Ariel statue that sits outside of her father's restaurant. Her dad has a restaurant there? For him. Not a Have you guys played? Has, has anyone here played Kingdom Hearts besides me? No. Mm-mm. Listen, I remember the NES game. I had the Game Boy game. game. Was not on, that game was not on NES. No, 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 not Kingdom Hearts, Hearts, but I remember Uh, the Little Mermaid uh, NES game. Oh, gosh. Okay. I had the Game Boy game. We hear Diz his love Ariel. 
She helped Disney turn their business around by starring in the hit The Little Mermaid and can be seen in multiple parks around the world. She is an iconic Disney princess, representing wonder and adventure, and will always be one of the most well-known Disney characters. You know, there's nothing better than smelling that Disney smell. If it's walking into your favorite Disney resort or entering your favorite Disney attraction. Three Cheeky Chicks Wax Company offers an array of Disney-inspired scents in their home fragrance line, wax melts, scented candles, and room sprays. To bring your favorite Disney scents to your home, check them out at magicallyscented.com. Check us out on Weeby Geeks, a new podcast website where you can find all your favorite geeky content. Just head over to WeebyGeeksBC.com. That's WeebyGeeksBC.com. And listen to all the other awesome podcasts, as well as Diz Is. Diz Is Diz Is Review. Review. Okay, so Cool Runnings. Classic movie. Classic. Chris, have you seen it? Yeah, um, really inspirational film because it just shows through adversity and uh, and triumph. Anything is possible. You have these uh, people that snow is not needed to their country, Joe, and he didn't, he didn't watch they it. still prevailed and were able to uh, be in the Olympics. And I just thought it was really inspirational. I actually started taking up uh, bobsledding myself. And uh, I didn't want to tell you guys this, but I will be I will be auditioning for the Olympics. If you auditioning? watched it, Chris, where is one of the gentlemen he wanted to live? In a very big place. Do you know where he wanted to live? Well, I don't want to spoil anything for our listeners, don't Alex. Worry, it's not so I'm gonna let them came watch the 90s. Well, I think I think things can be considered a spoiler, even if they didn't watch. Like I've never seen Citizen Kane, and I would hate for someone to tell me. Uh, I would not about care. Rose, but... if someone told me about that. So, Alex, I just you know your opinion this sometimes just isn't the greatest. So I just I'm gonna be, be spoiler free. It's a spoiler free podcast, and just say watch the movie movie for yourselves. It's very inspirational. Okay, how about you, Alex? What do you think of it? I love Cool Runnings. I grew up on Cool Runnings. It is like it is one of my favorite Disney movies. Um, I mean, John, it was it's honestly one of the earliest memories I have of John Candy. Unfortunately, because he's in so many other movies where he's so much better, but you know that was one I watched as a kid, and he's in it. And I think the movie's hilarious. It's it's you know it's a great great movie. I think John Candy does a really good job in that movie. He he does, but he's not, you know, he's not a John Candy character where he's like funny and stuff as well as he is in other movies. He's not a main character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hear you. Okay. How about you, Jen? It's been so long since I've seen it. I mean, I and I don't have the best memory. I know I enjoyed it and I know the story, but it it's probably one that I should probably rewatch. Yeah, well, if <laughs> if uh uh only if we had something like some type of movie thing that we had watch watch once a week, and that was one of the movies. That'd be fun. I wasn't here. That'd be fun. That'd be fun. Oh yeah, we're gonna talk about that here a little bit. Where were you? You can just mention it real quick before we kind of dig into it. I was on a Disney cruise, so oh, I have an excuse. And we are gonna talk about that later. Uh, but yeah, I love Cool Runnings. Great movie. This is one of those movies that you know during summer camp. Or during school, they would put this movie on if there's like a substitute teacher. They would always put on like Cool Runnings. Um, great movie of just like kind of like Chris said, even though he hasn't seen the movie. Oh, where allegedly. You overcome like what? You overcome like <laughs> adversity. <laughs> to, and it's just, they didn't, they don't win. 
right? They nope. don't win like gold. Nope. <gasps> spoiler. Oh, Joe, this we were a spoiler free podcast for five minutes. <laughs> yeah. But... And, and the answer was he went to live in Buckingham Palace. Oh, I knew that, Alex. I just didn't want to, you know, yeah, I didn't want to sure spoil that. I mean, come on. Yeah. Remember the part with the egg? You got to kiss the egg for good luck. That's right. Kiss right. the egg. You dead egg. yet? I do that every no. morning. It's how I start my day. Hey, you dead yet? I love that movie. Mm-hmm. And Dude. you know that one of the who who's in that movie? Let's talk about some of the actors. Let's, let's I mean, we talk just talked about John Candy. Uh, we talked about John Candy, that's, right? That's about it. I can't. No, man. I mean, There's a bunch of really famous people in that movie. Really? Yes. I mean, I'm really good at faces. What's his name? And I don't recognize huh? any of them from anybody else. Anything else? You don't. Uh, hold on one second. Dougie Fresh, man. Doug, not Dougie Fresh. Dougie Doug's in that movie. You don't know who Dougie Doug is? No. Dougie Doug is in that movie. Then we have. So you're not going to explain Malik who Dougie Yoba. Doug is? Dougie Doug, he was like famous during that time. I'm not exactly sure what he did. I just know he was famous. <laughs> what? But Dougie Doug was in that movie. Which one was Dougie Doug? Then he was the guy with all the. He was like the real funny one. Okay, you say the one with the dreads. Yeah, yeah. The one with the dreads, and he was like really funny. Malik Yoba. He is really right? funny. He was in New York Undercover. He never was like seen, one of the main characters that. in that show, New York Undercover. He's been in a bunch of movies. Um, I love that guy. Man, you're hitting it out of park. Your favorite actor? Sure, man. Maybe they weren't like Tom Cruise actors, but during like the early '90s, Dougie Doug was huge. I was, I was, you know, not even ten. Jen, so. was he not huge in the early '90s? What else was he in? Early '90s. I mean, I was between the age of five and Why seven. Why was he huge? Why was Dougie Doug huge? I know he was big. <laughs> was he in Ariel uh, too? Oh, Steve said Operation Dumbo Drop. I vaguely remember. Oh, I love Operation Dumbo Drop. He was in Operation Dumbo Drop. That's a great movie. Hey, this is AJ for the D Plus Club, where we cover all things Disney Plus. Each week I'll bring you the latest news and rumors, as well as what's new and what's coming soon to the Disney streaming service in the US and in the UK. And each week we have a weekly movie club, where between November 22nd and 28th, we'll be featuring the film The Santa Claus, starring Tim Allen. Share your thoughts in the weekly movie club room in the Sorcerer Radio Discord at srsounds.com forward slash discord. And I'll feature some of your comments in this week's podcast. You can find the D Plus Club on all major podcasting platforms with new episodes every Sunday. See you there. Do you need to go on a trip? Do you hate the hassle of organizing a vacation? Well, say Hakuna Matata and call Matthew over at Travel by Chewy. He is an expert who can arrange itineraries from a relaxing Hawaiian getaway to an exciting theme park adventure. The best part is his services are free. Call him at 507-261-9773. That was 507-261-9773. And just let him know Diz has sent you. Check us out streaming on award-winning Disney streaming site Sorcerer Radio on Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time or catch us again at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Sorcerer Radio is an amazing 24-7 Disney radio. Just visit srsounds.com or download the Sorcerer Radio app. Okay, Jen, what did you do in the world of Disney? Start with you. Oh, I think I probably did the most, right? Yeah. Probably should have ended with her, but let's go. I uh, went on a Disney cruise this weekend. All right. How was it? 
So, um, went on the fantasy. Um, it was a trip that I had planned with a couple of my girlfriends early in 2019. And then of course, COVID kind of pushed it back and our original sailing got canceled. So we actually got to go this past weekend and we went on the Disney fantasy and, uh, I was very pleased with the, um, all of the health and safety measures that were in place, um, because, you know, cruises, are kind of have the potential, I guess, to be a hot spot. So um, felt very comfortable there. It was, I would say, sixty hmm, percent back to normal um, as far as you know activities and things like that. Definitely some noticeable differences, some improvements that I really hope stick after everything is all said and done. Like what? What and, do you mean? Well, you don't have to go to um, a muster station anymore. So once you get on and uh-huh. they, you know, announce you and Mickey and Minnie do this little show and dance, you immediately get directed to your muster station. So you can find the location of it. And all you have to do is scan the sign in the cruise line app. And that considers you checked in. Wow. So no more, no more oh um, standing with all those people in the hot sun. Or if you're like a really, really um, old time cruiser, you remember not only standing with all those people, but wearing your life preserver with all those people. <laughs> so all that's gone. And then they do show you an informational video. Uh, we were in our stateroom when we saw that. So I don't know if they showed it up on deck or what, but it was kind of nice to sit there and sip on a drink and watch that instead of being in the hot sun. Yeah. It's cool. So yeah, it uh, is really should- cool because the, one of the worst parts about standing there was that there, you always had that like one family that somehow was missing and you'd have to sit there and <laughs> wait for them to show up. And that well, was a pain in the butt. You don't newsflash don't go until the last minute. And then you can be right before that last family. (laughs) (laughs) You'd be the second to last family, (laughs) but, um, hopefully that stays. That was great. Uh, ship was about half full. Um, no character, you know, they were very strict with pictures. Cast members would not touch your phone. Um, you had to make friends with somebody in line. If you wanted a picture on your own personal device, uh, no autographs, you know, kind of the same thing that's going on in the park. And uh, other than that, you know, it was pretty good overall. They did. Um, How was Paulo? Paulo was good. I had heard some negative uh, reviews on the new on Paulo brunch COVID style. Um, There's no buffet, but oh. they told us when we got there that everything that was on the menu um, before and that was available before would be available to us again. We just had to ask. And that was 100% accurate. I didn't feel like we were lacking at all. So, um, overall a really, really good experience. Um, definitely feel like it is comfortable and safe, um, to go back into the cruising world. I mean, I can only speak for whatever measures with Disney cruise line and what they're doing. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'd highly recommend it. The ship was half full. That's awesome. That is pretty cool. Yep. Can't and be that. We're, and we're looking at going on hopefully in like March, right? Yes. That is the plan. We're uh, going to look into doing the magic, I think, over the Marvel, right? Five yes. days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hope that works out because that'll be a blast. Yes, I agree. And that's about else? it. I think I think that kind of takes the cake. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> okay, how about you, Chris? What did you do in the world of Disney? So I've been checking uh, every week on Shop Disney. They released a thirty-five dollar, uh, about eight-inch tall Cinderella Castle Lego set. And of course, I'd love the huge Lego set, but I have nowhere to put it and don't want to spend $300 on it. So I kept checking, kept checking, kept checking. 
the in-stock email or back-in-stock email kept getting in my email like five in the morning. So when I got up, it was already sold out. So I go to the legostore.com or lego.com, whatever. And I search in my area and there was actually, it said it was in stock uh, in the, at the mall down the street from me. So I went there and they had a bunch of them. So if anybody wants one, you go to the Cherry Hill Mall, if you're local in New Jersey and go grab one. So I grabbed one and Emily and I built that and it took about two hours, I think. It's 567 pieces and we both did it together. It was really fun. Um, it was, and it turned out really nice looking too, but the detail, even on this little set, it's really great. Like in the inside of the castle under, like if, when you walk through the door, you have these really, really, really small Lego people that you put inside, like people walking through. And then there's a mural of the castle on one side and then a painting of uh, Cinderella slippers on the other. So it's a really cool set. And uh, it was really fun to build. You posted to... pictures, right? We saw, I, I think did. I yeah. Yep. I people put those pictures. Yeah. Yeah. It came out really nice. And it's small enough where you could just display it on a desk. It's uh, really nice looking. I'm going to have to build it next month when my daughter gets it for Christmas. <laughs> I'm still looking for mine. Chris did offer to buy one and send it to me, though, but I'm just going to wait. Just come up to Cherry Hill, man. Hey, I'll be up there this summer. I know. Maybe I'll still have them. Yeah. <laughs> okay. What else, Chris? Anything else? Uh, I, did, I did watch the Olaf shorts, which I think we'll get to. Oh, yep. Yeah, which oh, were really yeah. good. And the the Simpsons short was really fun. Yes. I, I, oh, I don't I even like The Simpsons. Yeah, I don't even like The Simpsons. But if you want to see what it would look like if Homer and Goofy grab the beer together, it's a, yeah. it's a fun watch. It is a good I'm one. I'm going to have to go watch it. Yeah, yeah me one. too. How, is it sh- it's a short? Yes. Yeah, it's like three minutes. Okay, cool. I'm going to have to check that out. Okay. What did you do, you, Joe? Uh, what I do? Uh, so I did a couple of things. I downloaded Disney. Minecraft came out with a Disney like adventure <sighs> map. And Chris Ooh. and I and Ryan actually checked it out last night in our Discord chat. And it's like pretty amazing, right? Chris, what do you mm-hmm. think? It's it's hard to wrap your mind around how they did that. Yeah. So it's like you're at Magic Kingdom and you're going around Minecraft and it's like, you know, store for store. Like they have the Emporium. There's like the, the firehouse. There's, you know, everything that's at Disney is in this Minecraft adventure mode thing. And not only is at all the stores and shops, every ride is there also. And you can ride Haunted Mansion, right? And when you go on Haunted Mansion, all of the audio from the actual ride is, you know, in the in the game. So you go into Haunted Mansion, right? And you go into the one room where you're, you're in the elevator and all the paintings start stretching mm-hmm. and you hear all the audio. And then you go through the little door, you know, and you ride the ride. And it's like it's like exact replica of the ride. All the rides except for Splash Mountain is not there so far that we found, um, right? And I think the reason why is because of all the refurb that they're going to do with Princess and the Frog. Yeah. And so it's a go- it's an overlay you have to pay for. What do you mean? Like, like you like have to pay to download that. Yeah, one? yeah, yeah. It's like eight bucks. It's like eight bucks. Oh, okay. Well worth it. Uh, and eight dollars. <laughs> yeah, eight dollars. <laughs> but all the restaurants are there. Like we went to Pecos Bill. Pecos. Did you Bill, get nachos? Got to. I wish. But we saw, guess what? They, they still had have the, the nacho bar? bar there. Yeah, they had the bar there. We were talking about it. That's pretty and funny. It's really awesome. And then what else do? Oh, and then you can also buy like uh, souvenirs. So I was walking around with like a Mickey balloon and you can get like Mickey ice cream bars. You can get like Mickey hats. So I had like a stitch hat on and you can walk around and get autographs from the characters. And that's like the mission I guess you can do. There's like 28 characters that you can walk around and get autographs uh, or with like your, your book that's in your inventory. And the map's like straight on. Like the map is straight on like from Disney World. It looks super cool. They did a great job with it. And I'm hoping they do more of the parks. Joe, um, you were talking about before that even came out that somebody had made Magic Kingdom, remember? Yes. Like yes. Yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm on Twitter today and the person who made that, uh, that map, I assume it was him. Uh, he had tweeted out 
how thankful he was that they I think they worked with him to do the uh, oh, to do this. Cool. And he said and he said in return, they sent me a free copy of the DLC. I'm like, wait, so they so they worked with you and gifted you an eight dollar expansion. <laughs> they had to do more. He's probably he had to I would hope I would hope so. But uh, yeah, that's what, he'd say. <laughs> that's what he said. That's it's, funny. it's super cool, though. If you have Minecraft, you're a Minecraft fan. I would definitely check it out. Um, so I watched Shang-Chi. Yes. Awesome movie. Loved it. It was a great movie. Also watched Jungle Cruise again because it's probably one of my favorite <laughs> movies. I love Jungle Cruise. You can laugh all you want. I love those type, <laughs> types of movies. I loved uh, Jungle Cruise uh, movie. And I actually want to tell you one funny story about Nick, right? Nick was sitting there and Chris knows the story. But he has screen time where he's able to play for like an hour, you know, certain parts of the day. So he's sitting there playing his screen time and he's playing this Disney Minecraft, uh, the, the, the adventure mode, right? right? So he goes on small world and it's like real life small world like you're sitting there on small world and it takes you like 20 minutes to get through the actual ride so you're sitting there on small world and you can't get off the ride like you can't get off the ride and he's sitting there and he's like i'm wasting all my screen time uh sitting in small world it's very funny. <laughs> he's like why can't this hurry up and you can't get out of it he could have just restarted it i'm sure but he didn't he sat there and it's like you know puppet for there's like Puppet for Puppet, Small World. It's really cool. Even the hippopotamus has weird eyes. Yes. Dude, in Haunted Mansion, you know where there's a hidden Mickey on the table? Yes. With all the ghosts? There's like a hidden Mickey on the table. Oh, really? It's pretty unbelievable. I'm going to have to go look at this. Yeah, After the show, I'll go ahead and I can share share it with you real quick. Um, Joe, the coolest thing that I, in Haunted Mansion, what I thought was when you're going down the hallway and the lightning flashes, even the pictures like change. Like oh the, wow! Uh, oh, yeah, that yeah, was it's cool it's too. it's insane. The audio, yeah. it's audio for audio. Uh, it just every inch for inch, the Magic Kingdom. Yeah, it's really cool. Before we talk about Olaf presents, I just want to talk about something that's really funny. I'm not sure if you guys know this, but Alex, when he laughs, sometimes he'll sit there and laugh. Right? Like we'll say a joke. He does like a quiet laugh for like uh-huh. two minutes. Like he's sitting there laughing. You can't hear him laughing. He's sitting there just quiet laughing. Then all of a sudden, two minutes later, after the joke's like well passed, all of a sudden you start hearing him laugh. And it's super. <laughs> he funny. laughs in subtitles. What what, bring, what brings this up? It was just something I wanted to talk about. It was just funny. <laughs> I was I was editing the show, right? And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, I'm editing the show, and I hear a laugh. Like you're cracking up. I'm like, what the heck, man? I was like, no one said anything funny, right? But you were laughing at a joke that was said like you know 45 seconds earlier. <laughs> You were, you were just doing your quiet laugh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I just think it's funny. So let's go ahead and talk about Olaf Presents, right? Yes. Did you guys watch it? Yep. Yes. Then did you watch it? I did. I watched them all. Okay. What was your favorite one? Oh, I don't know. The Little Mermaid one was pretty funny. I kind of like the Moana one. There was one, I was watching it with my son and he was like, they better do. Oh, he wanted the little snowman guys to be Kakamura and they were. So he was like, yes, no. Aladdin was my favorite. Aladdin one. was awesome. With, um, Marshmallow. With the Cave of Wonders. Yes. Yes. That was the best scene. Yeah, I agree. My favorite was Little Mermaid. Little Mermaid and Lion King were my favorite. When he's, I, I like Lion King. He's like, and he died. Yeah. But not yeah. right away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was one of my favorite parts. I was cracking up at that. Yeah, <laughs> those were good. My favorite one was the Moana one. I really like that one. Like at the beginning where he was like, he was acting like baby Moana. And he's like, yeah. goo, goo, gaga, I'm a baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, those are great. I wonder, did they mention, is there going to be more coming out of those? Or is that like done for a year? I hope there's more coming out. I'm not sure though. Yeah, I don't know. I think someone mentioned, remember that, who's the character in Ant-Man where he kind of tells the story? Yes. And he, can, he does amazing. Oh, uh, uh, I hope the they recaps. do something with him. 
Yes. Yes, it's so funny. He should recap every Marvel movie. 100%. Oh, yeah. Those are the yeah, best. That would be really funny. Okay, how about you, uh, Alex? So watch Olaf, like you guys said, watch Ching Shi. Now, um, the movie was good, but I feel like it was kind of slow in the middle. Like, the beginning was awesome. I think the beginning was awesome. The end was great. The middle, I thought, was kind of slow. Like, it kind of, you know, I almost, I actually, I almost fell asleep at one point during the middle of the movie, to be honest. So watch that. Uh, we watched the last few episodes of the last season of... Um, the world according to Jeff Goldblum, and then we started Ooh, watching the new that? season. Um, I'd like to show my wife likes to show. We kind of stopped watching for some reason, then we picked it back up to watch the last three episodes. Then we watched the first episode of season two, which just came out, and actually my daughter likes it. Um, so we were watching that. It's I I, th- I think it's interesting. And then we listened to uh, "Simply Wonderful Christmas Time" by Meg Donnelly and Milo Moynihan. If you don't know those names because you don't have children of my kids' age, they're people from <laughs> Zombies. But they sing that song, and then we put the original on. My daughter said the original song is garbage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is that what she said? Yes. She goes, That's I don't like this. Funny. I don't like this version. This is garbage. Oh, my gosh. Here it goes. <laughs> it's beginning. Well, yeah. <laughs> but that's about it. So we watched, uh, yeah, Jeff Goldblum. He's so, I don't know if I want to have a one-on-one conversation with him. Because the way he looks at you when he's talking to you, he like he has all these facial features. And then he's a really close talker. Um I don't know if I want to have one one conversation with Jeff Goldblum. So if he if he came up to you, you'd be like, "Sorry, Jeff, can't talk to you." I'd be like, I'm "Sorry, space, I'm space. busy." But listen to this: his. <laughs> so that's the his on Ariel. I'm Joe. I'm Alex. I'm Jen. I'm Chris. Thanks for listening, and have a magical week. Please follow us on all social media by searching DizHis65. Share us and subscribe to our podcast to get the latest show when it is available. If you want to help us out, get tips, get your memories shared on the podcast, see pictures and videos of what we are up to at the parks, join our goof troop on Patreon.com and search for DizHis. Experiences are what people love most about travel. With Viator, you can browse and book tours and activities so incredible you'll want to tell your friends. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. Viator has experiences in over 190 countries. There's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Viator lets you keep things flexible. Use Reserve Now and Pay Later to secure the activities you don't want to miss without being locked in. Whether you want to take a backstage tour of the Grand Old Opry, a Miami Bimini Bahamas day trip by ferry, or a private guided tour of the Grand Canyon, Viator is for you. Download the Viator app now and use Viator 10 for 10% off your first booking. One app, over 300,000 experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.